You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John and Pemba and James Grande. What is going on, everybody? John and Pemba here. This is the MLB Quick Pitch DFS Podcast recording with James Grande and special guest here tonight, Pete Cole, to review Thursday's MLB DFS Five game main slate, James. Everybody always gets to listen to you, so I'm gonna I'll go to you last. But Pete, man, welcome to have you back on the podcast with us. What's up, guys? Yeah, it's, it's a good night to talk because weird slate tomorrow. Good it pitching. Is a, it is a weird slate tomorrow. Uh, is it a good night to talk? Well, that'll be the determined because all of us have <laughs> faces off right now <laughs> with our prize picks, underdog bets, with our DFS lineups tonight. We've been on a call now for what seems like. Over an hour, just saying, all right, let's start this, and then something happens. Like, all right, let's start this, then something happens. So James and I always say the show before the show is probably the best. One of these days, we'll actually record it and post it for everybody to listen to. That's a good idea. But uh, so, so if we sound distracted at any point during this today's podcast while we're recording here Wednesday evening, that is something good and or something bad has happened to one of our bets or lineups. That being said, James, man, like I said, we got five games here, so just a short slate for Thursday. How are we feeling on an early look? I haven't looked yet, John. So well, I don't know. It's our first look, um, but I'm just saying. No, like... I know. First look. No, it looks good. We only actually have one total in Vegas currently, uh, as it stands. Brewers, Mets. Doesn't look like we're going to have any weather issues as well. Good. I think there's pretty good pitching from top to bottom here. Yes. In, in pretty good matchups. I think that's the first thing that stands out, which obviously means we may have some issues getting bats it may be like a night that we don't full stack and we're playing mini stacks or one a bunch of one-offs but initial look is the pitching even though it's a five game slate and i don't think we've been able to say this a lot does look pretty strong yeah i'm gonna agree with you i do think pitching is kind of interesting pete i believe you're gonna be on the playbook for this one am i correct on that i think okay james on the playbook saturday Saturday. i I make the schedule but as you guys know i never know who's actually doing the never Never. have any idea who's actually doing it pete let me ask you then when on these small when you're on DraftKings, for example where we're looking tonight because fanduel hasn't released the slate yet or yahoo where you have to pick two pitchers how do you approach short slate pitching decisions when it comes to a board like we have here today sure say like this i'm loading up on pitching and i see right on top two pitchers i really like so i made double bang high price guys yeah tiny sitting there too but i like the high price guys tonight yeah for sure we got wheeler on the road against washington again philly washington here and we got severino at home against tampa bay as they finish off their series and martin perez is at 9k at detroit that's your the only three pitchers above 9K, we have no pitchers above 10K on the DraftKings slate. Pete, of, the, of those guys, how are you determining which ones to put in your lineup? All right, so first of all, I mean, Wheeler's been on fire. Remember, he started out the season, I think he, like, lost his first three starts. But then since then, he's been electric. I mean, he's since end of April, he's been 4-0 since end of April, I mean. 4-0, 161 ERA, 56 strikeouts, last seven starts. To me, Wheeler against Washington is the top play to slate at 9-6. And the mat to me is, do I get in Severino or do I drop down to like an Otani? James, what your thoughts there? Yeah, it looked like Wheeler caught COVID and then he just remembered how to pitch again, pretty his, much. I think his wife had a baby or something, then he had some time off for that. Yeah, he did. No, he was definitely a little behind the eight ball. I, I think Wheeler is pretty clear cut the top option. And it's something that we've alluded to in terms of like Washington not striking out. They've been striking out a good amount last couple nights. Strider had a boatload of strikeouts. Yeah, Max tonight, Reed, yeah. 
Max Freed had six the night before. So I do think that their offense right now is susceptible to the K. So I think Wheeler is an option. Tampa Bay's offense is someone I've been picking on quite a bit. And for all the attention Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez have rightfully got this year, Luis Severino looks like the guy he was prior to the injuries. I mean, two straight starts of 10 or more strikeouts, three... Four of his last five outings, he's allowed one earned run or less. Um, And in four of those five outings, he's had seven plus strikeouts. We're getting upside. We're getting safety. And we always know, like, the Yankees offense can explode, and he's always in line for a win. So I love Severino. I'm okay with paying for both. And honestly, Martin Perez had a bad start against a White Sox offense that, yes, has struggled, still hits lefties, still even with that bad start, 218 ERA. Detroit's offense is horrible. So I think you can go any of the three routes for cash games. I think Wheeler and Severino are the clear cup favorites, though. Yeah, when it comes to the mid-tier, I think it's pretty clear. A lot of people will be looking at Otani here against Seattle at just just $8,200. I think that's probably the obvious option. For me personally, the only other guy I would consider is maybe Kirby, just given the strikeout that we're seeing right now from the Angels lineup. Over the last two weeks, I think they lead... They have the highest strikeout rate in baseball, even higher than even higher than Atlanta when it comes to strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So for me, I think we talk about Kirby, and he's had some really tough matchups this year. Yep. And, and that's what. But despite in spite of that, three six ERA, one one four in matchups where he has strikeout upside, he's gotten it. Oakland and Baltimore, when matchups where he's faced teams that don't really strike out, he doesn't. Boston, Texas, teams like that. So this is a matchup where. The Angels strike out a lot. So if you're looking just at his matchups this year, Tampa Bay, Oakland, Baltimore, they all strike out a lot. Seven, eight, nine strikes. Mets, Boston, Rangers don't strike out a lot. What do we have? Like three, four, and one strikeout total. So at $6,500, I know facing the idea of facing Ward and Trout and Otani and Walsh, like that whole thing is a little bit daunting. But, you know, if you're on a short slate like this and you need to be have some variance, I think Kirby gives you potentially the most upside there. What are your thoughts, Pete? I like her. That's a good point because if you think about it, take away like one or two, you know, a couple bad starts, hiccup or two, he's been damn good. And especially, I'm, I'm looking at that 365 ERA with a below one walk per nine. And he's only had one start where he's went, where he's went, when he's went under five innings. So, Curb in Angels right now in June, they're striking off thumbs 30%, 30%, and yeah. at third worst, Woba of 279. So, Good call on Kirby at 6'5". That's a good point. He's almost a cash play there, and you could almost go like a Wheeler slash Severino and Kirby as your SP2 and DK. I totally agree with that. Yeah, again, sometimes people will look at like just the, the numbers on the surface and be like, he's had a lot of games where he's not really striking out guys. His K per nine is eight and a half. His striker percentage is just 22%, right. but he's facing teams that don't strike out, and then that's a big result of that, teams that do strike out. He racks up the case. So, James, are you on board with the Kirby call here? I am, but he's not the only value I think I'm looking at. All right, who else would like? Uh, Corbin? I, no, absolutely not. Never, ever. You are on an island by yourself <laughs> if you suggest Patrick Corbin. I, so I think Kirby is the clear-cut value, but I do think the pivot is going to Bo Brisky, and he's, he's been a little, he's been a little better lately. The last two starts... Yankees, Blue Jays. Those are his two opponents. Two earned runs against the Yankees, seven strikeouts, five and two-thirds scoreless innings, and a win against the Blue Jays. 11 ground balls. He's keeping the ball on the ground, and when he does, we're not seeing home runs, right? Or I shouldn't say that. 
because he ha- he is giving up home runs still. But you love to see the 11 ground balls versus elevated fly ball rates. Texas on the year against right-handed pitching, 26th in OPS, 23.5% K rate. Their offense as a whole over the last two weeks is just middle of the pack. And the K rate's up, 24.5% essentially percent K rate there. We've seen brisky strikeouts kind of down, but we saw the upside against the Yankees. So I think Kirby's going to garner most of the ownership for people that are spending down. I think Brisky's just a, a pivot off of that. Yeah, that's fine. Brisky's good. Shorts like yeah. get different, so. He's a good hedge. If, but if I'm playing Brisky, I'm also going to roll a Semien, Garcia, Duran, Lolo stack. Correct. Back. Correct. Agreed. Orlando Garcia home run. Of course. Orlando Garcia is the best power hitter in baseball. <laughs> Two days in a row, bro. All right, let's go on to over to the catcher position. We, we, you know, have generally this year touted basically just spending down, punting at the catcher position, but there's been a lot of good catching production of late offensively. On a smaller slate, though, I think you're just kind of looking to throw some darts here. James, anybody sticking out to you that you're like, all right, this is where I'm going to plant my flag? I mean, you can spend up on Real Muto if you want to, right? It's Patrick Corbin. I know Real Muto has not been good, but like... I mean, Patrick Corbin is like the gas can of all gas cans over the last two years. I love Jose Trevino. He gets a lefty if Trevino's in the lineup. Obviously, you can go there. Conversely, Higashioka, if he's in the lineup, you can go there. I mean, it's just like whoever, whichever Yankees catcher's in the lineup, I think you can, I think they're going to be fairly popular. And I've told you, I, I have been playing a lot of Thomas Nito for damn near free. And he gets a lefty in Ashby. So the Mets offense is very good. Nito has been pretty good lately. If he gets you seven fantasy points, like you're in a pretty good spot at $2,100. So those would probably be the catchers I go to. I don't know if you guys have anyone else. Yeah, Pete, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I agree. Because as James was talking, I went back quickly with the pitchers. This is a pretty good, this is a pretty decent mm-hmm. group of arms. And you're, you're only looking at Philadelphia against Corbin, maybe Texas against Bo Brisky. Maybe Yankees against Fleming. I do respect Fleming a little bit. You're talking like three or four teams. You're really offenses. So almost as we're going through all these positions, you're almost looking at Phillies, Texas, Yankees for all this. I'm not picking on Severino, Wheeler, Otani, even McGill, even Martin Perez, who I'm seeing rumors maybe going to the Red Sox, John. So so he a, didn't want to leave up. Boston, and <laughs> it was kind of a surprise that they didn't re-sign him. Truthfully, that was kind of right. the story of the offseason that he left. I think that would probably be a mistake if it costs anything more than cash. Because I don't know how much longer he can keep this up. But I know. They definitely need some help with now Whitlock, Andy Valdi uh, on the IL. Though Sale potentially, and maybe another bullpen or rehab start or two before he's back. So we'll see. Wait, wait, we talk about starter Chris Sale. He's a relief yeah, pitcher. Yeah, he could now, be really. He could be a relief pitcher. We need a closer, so maybe he'll close. <laughs> Omar is my catcher option here for. I know we didn't talk about going up against McGill. Braves did. I mean, the Brewers did hang ten today. So McGill hasn't been anything special of late. And Narvaez is hitting 284, 785 OPS. Last 10 games for him, 394 average and 975 OPS. So at $3,300, like I'm always been an Omar Narvaez guy. Um, he's just a, a kind of a, a great solid mid-tier option. Yep, dig it. Uh, yep, that's your guy. That is my guy. I know. First pick. We got Pete Alonso versus lefty. Ashby did not have a great outing. I believe it was his last time out there, right? Didn't he kind of get shelled a bit? He did 13 hits, six earned runs. Allowed against Washington. What are your thoughts, James, Pete Alonzo, and I guess the rest of the top of this first base position? Hey, I mean, I think Alonzo is definitely the top of this 5K range. Uh, I will say I don't shy away from playing Rizzo against lefties. 
at all, and I don't shy away in any capacity at playing Rizzo in Yankee Stadium because that's just where he is reign supreme. When you look at the splits, I mean, he has a 630 road OPS. He has a 930 OPS at home, 11 of his 15 home runs. Like, he is, if he wasn't going to spend the rest of his career in Wrigley, like, built for Yankee Stadium as much as me and other people wanted a different first baseman, but move on from there. I think Rizzo is the contrarian pivot off of Alonzo. And I, as much as I think we respect Ty France, the hitter, what is the algorithm doing with this guy? Like, he was under 4K earlier in the year. He made it all the way to 6K yeah. randomly, like, on, like, a week straight. Then he was back under 4K, like, low 4Ks. Why is he 5K again? Like, yeah. What are we doing? I, I don't really understand. That What's one going on? That doesn't really make much sense. I'm a full agree with you. I don't know if you mentioned it, James. I was slightly distracted by Austin Riley hitting his second home run of the night. Mention oh. Reese Hoskins at uh, yeah. 4,400. You, you just took away my play, bro. Well, no, but, why don't you expand uh, upon it then, man? Let's yeah. talk about Reece, it because Reese Hoskins Reece is Hoskins Hoskins is on fire, man. I mean, look at his last three games. Six, eight hits in his last nine. Eight hits in his last 13 at-bats. 10 hits in his last 20 at-bats, 13, last 24. Reese Hoskins. Does he do this every five. year? Does he do this every year uh, where he just, like, goes on, like, these insane stretches? He's streaking, and he's going up against he's going up against Patrick Corbin, who's the yeah. gas can of all gas cans, righty-lefty. To me, Hoskins should be 100% on tomorrow. He's the chalk, right? For sure. He's, like, he's got to be. He's got to yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, against left-handed pitching this year, Hoskins has 1,000 OPS. So, yeah. yeah, he's the chalk. I think a lot of people will be uh, will be jamming him in there 100%. If we're not, if for whatever reason you're looking to spend down from Hoskins, I- I'm looking at the board again. May- maybe Rowdy Telez. If you're not on Kirby, maybe Jared Walsh is there. JD Davis gets a lefty yep. at $2,500. I think there's some potential for that, but I don't see anything else. I don't know, James, do you see any other value first baseman? I think JD Davis would be my top value. At first, I don't know why he's only first base eligible. It's annoying, but he would be the top value. And I think if you're playing a Ranger stack, Nate Lowe has been, he's been better of late 300 average, 840 OPS homered the other night. So I think Nate Lowe could be an interesting pivot. They hit Sam Huff fifth too. Just throwing that out there. Like he's not often in the lineup. They have so many catchers, but they hit him fifth the other night for what that's worth. So if you're full bore Texas, I guess Nate Sam Huff could be an option as well. Yeah. Pete, any value remains here, guys, for you? I think Nate Lau. Last 10, he's only hit what's the last 10 games, 118. No, but James, I did have, he did have a bomb there at night. What I'm seeing that is that Max, I just dropped the uh, stat cast quick, and this is Max. If I'm Max, EB is crazy high, but he's probably as low as I would go. I don't think that's a bad play yeah. if I'm going to roll some Rangers out there. Yeah, again, on small slates, like anything like that, if that pops at a low roster ship, like you're winning. So I don't mind it if he finds his way and hitting a home run here. Pete, if we're looking at the, at second base, for me, I look at Gliber, I think against the lefty there, probably a spot, but anybody else? But to me, this position doesn't scream. Anybody as like a clear cut play? How about for you? No, and you know what? This is probably, I'm gonna I'm just going to keep picking on Patrick Corbin. And pa- Bryson Stott is really... I know we're going, we're dropping down quick $2,800, but Bryson Stott has been impressive. We saw he was a big prospect, had a tough spring, went, got sent down in early April, but he's come back now on his last 10 games. He's hitting, I think he's, he's like three or four home runs last 10 games. I like Stott. I'm going to keep on pick, picking on Corbin until Corbin either gets is out of the league or is in the bullpen. So Stott's my play. And I'm not paying up. I think I agree with you on Glaber, Glabor at 4,800. James, what about you? Second base sucks. 
for sure. We can just and you are correct when you said that, John. Glaber, yes. Simeon into Ranger stacks. Yeah, I dig that. They gave your boy Duran the second third base eligibility. Yeah, he's yeah he's been uh, he's been second and third base for a couple sites, and that's where I would go. I mean, yeah, that's where. I, and you, uh, you can I probably know. play both those value plays, right? Duran and Stan and spend up pretty much at anybody other any other spot, yeah because so. they're and they're both multi-position eligible right so you could play mix and match the shares of both but yeah i think while ezekiel duran is down here in lineups that i don't play bo brisky i'm gonna play ezekiel duran because he's free and he has power and speed upside third base is maybe the worst position on the board today i don't know if you guys have flipped the page you don't want to pay 5-1 for lemayhu john no not really oh. but i do think <laughs> at the very least like we mentioned multi-position eligibility at least those guys do have that he does have a third base eligibility that you can fit him in there alec bone would be the only other guy for me pete any anybody else for you at third base bring your rain josh Donaldson. i mean he's 4800 against fleming Possibly, but yeah, this is definitely a, to me definitely a pay down with like a Duran. Maybe Jace Peterson gets that lefty righty matchup, and Jace Peterson's been he's the type of guy that I won some money with him the other night. He cracked the home run, but Jason I'm gonna put Donaldson or Duran. All right, I like it. James, anything? Yeah, Eduardo Escobar for cheap hits lefties well. He's yeah, he's good. have good, the Mets have a lot of guys that hit lefties eduardo escobar 398 woba against left-handed pitching this year so i think he would probably stand out for me but that's i agree on the boom and, and peterson for tournaments too yep that's kind of where i'm at a short stuff if we're looking at the top or you're looking at lindor games yeah i mean i think seager non-brisky lineups i think the rangers are actually going to garner some ownership but yeah i mean i've said it a lot and lindor struggled again like the he's actually had, not hitting against a... lefties. He started off the year, I think, decently, but that he's plummeted against Southpaws this year. Yeah, plummeted. But, like, it's like the – isn't this the same argument? I, I feel like I make this argument for Bregman a lot, or at least, like, since they've both started to suck. Like, the like, what do we believe? Do we believe in the sample, like, the career sample, or do we believe in, like, this weird sample that they're in? Lindor's also gone – gotten really hot and really cold no just historically good against left-handed pitching which and ashby has been bad for two straight starts so my worry is that ashby misses a lot of bats and we could see lindora 0 for 4 with three strikeouts but i'm willing to take a shot it would be a met stack for me only but if i'm not i think seager lindor both make sense at short in tournaments i don't think i'd play either of them in cash games though Pete, what about you how are you looking at this position see i'm all when I see Corey Seager as a radio, I'm all – Seager fight, face a radio, I'm all over Seager. Yeah, I think he had, he had a bomb again today, right? So he's got 13 on a year. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had another home run today. I see Seager personally as a cash, Lindor as a GPP, Javi Baez, a decent spot against Perez, but he's just terrible right now. But you know how yeah, Javi Baez is. Typical GPP play, he can he could roll one any day now, a big roll. But um, I'm into Seager tomorrow, and, man, there's not much – Go back to Bregman. I just find it hard to believe we're talking about a guy like Bregman, though. I'm taking Bregman's career over one bad year. And Durham, I'm not sure. Right. But I just find it hard a guy like Bregman just going to just fall apart in one year. Not to change the subject, but. Yeah, that's fine. No, and, yeah, and you mentioned Bryson Stott earlier, like he has shortstop eligibility. So you, this could just be another position where, like, you spend down at shortstop, like you're spending down yeah. maybe at third base, and then you pay up at hitting, right? Like. You have Aaron yep. Judge, you have Bryce Harper, you got Mike Trout, you, you know, go. like you, you have Stanton, you have a lot of guys where you can spend up potentially at the outfield position. We don't usually harp on the top tier guys. We kind of say like, find your stack, 
throw the top tier guy in there and kind of build around it. But Pete, if you're looking to hone in on maybe one or two of these outfielders at the top, where are you kind of looking to start? We got some good ones tomorrow too. But honestly, it's I mean you got to go back to Corbin. It's got to be Brace Harper. Har- to me, Harper is the top play of the day. Any anybody's facing Corbin, I'm probably rolling Harper Schwarber, even in cash lineups one two. I know Judge is there against Fleming, and I know Julio Rodriguez is now with six K. Like it's Ocon, yeah, uh, it doesn't me, really. That is just like a weird algo weird. thing because he's Very not. Weird, he's not yeah. worth six k, but they have him there. <laughs> and I'd, I'll pay. Two, I'll take twenty dollars discount and pay Mike Trout fifty six. But I'm all over Harper, and I'm a big Schwarber guy when Schwarber's rolling, and he's. I mean, he's not two homers last ten games, I think. But to me, Harper's pay up Harper Schwarber. Yeah, and for those wondering, don't we, we? James and I talked about this the other day with Devers, right? Like, don't see lefty on the mound and think, all right, I can't play right. this guy. Harper's hitting 300 with a 930 OPS against lefties. He can hit lefties perfectly fine. So don't worry about the fact that he's got a lefty on the mound. Some of these elite players just go ahead and they hit whoever is out. James, if we're looking in the mid-tier, who are some of the names that, that jump out to you? Can I just pile on and just say yeah, Nick Castellanos? Yeah, 100%. Is that acceptable here? Because that's... I think you're only allowed to play four Phillies, so... No, you can play five. You can play can five. Can you play five? Is five the most? Okay. You can, you can rock a... You can rock a whole bunch of Phillies if you want tomorrow. I, now it's getting pricey because, like, unless you're playing Bryson Stott. Oh, well, you would have Philly. to use Stott and Hoskins or Boehm, right? Like, in um, value, guys? Yeah, you probably have to use – let's see what we're looking at. I'm just building – I'm building while, while we – should I just go full Phillies outfield? Right? Full Phillies outfield, right? Why not? Why not with Corbin? Of course. Severino, and we'll go Kirby. So if you played the five-man Phillies lineup, Severino, Kirby, with Hoskins, Stott, and the full outfield, 4,100 for the rest of your lineup. I'm pretty comfortable with that, especially knowing we can punt catcher. We just built someone in a winning lineup for tomorrow, so you're welcome, everybody. I mean, if you want to even keep Real Muto, man. I got Real Muto, Hoskins, Stott, Castellanos, and Harper with Severino, Kirby. It's 4,100 a spot, too. That's so. wrong. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, so you're, you put Real Muto in for Schwarber. I had Schwarber. Right. So I mean, which is the same? I think they're same price. So yeah, it's that, that works then. Either either route you go, you're winning a GPP, right? Yeah, exactly. What about you, Pete, in the mid tier? Middle range. I'm probably looking at a. I'm a Austin. No, Austin Meadows against the lefty. I was gonna jump on Austin Meadows there. Man, there's not. I still kind of like Taylor Ward, even though he's in slumping. Forty two hundred. I would be willing to take a dart on him if I'm not using Kirby, of course. Yeah, no, I, I could. And Yellick is still only thirty nine hundred. Yellick's down sub four K, so. I'm probably be looking at a Christian Yellick. If Aaron Hicks gets a start, Hicks, and then, yeah, a Taylor Ward, even though I'm not paying 4300 for Joey Gallo. Now he's up to that price anymore. But uh, I agree with the Ward play. Probably a little, like I said, Christian Yellick's the main one, and Aaron Hicks does get the start. Yeah, I like those calls. I still, I would think I would give Calhoun a look at 39. Yeah, that's the play, yeah. I think he works. After that, again, there's really not a ton of value. This is a spot where, like, on a five-game slate, let me just see what the lineups sort of look like. Like, who's in the lineup? I'll find out who the value play is, and I'll kind of, kind of go from there. Are there any value plays that you like, James, that you're at least kind of noticing here? Yeah, Mark Canna, I play him a lot against left-handed pitching. $3,200 fits in the Mets stack rather nicely, especially if you're going to pay up for Alonzo and Lindor. I think Canna provides you nice top-to-middle-of-the-order stability at a cheap price there. And if... I know it's lefty, but it's Corbin. If Adubel Herrera makes the lineup, I, honestly, like 
I am willing to play whatever Philly is in the lineup tomorrow. Modubel Herrera over his last 10 games, it's a only a 27 at-bat sample, but 333 average. He's hit two bombs, and we know he has some speed. So, again, like, I don't... Whatever Philly cracks the lineup, I'm in. So, yeah, I would go out some tournament interest in a Dubal Herrera. Very guy. small sample size, obviously, with a Dubal. In 26 at-bats against Southpaws, he's 8 for 26 with three doubles. That is a 308 average and an 802 OPS against left-handed pitching for Abdubal. So That's a uh, pretty good strong stat, actually. Yeah, if he does, in fact, find himself in a lineup, he is actually hitting pretty well this season in 26 at-bats against lefties. So that probably wraps up the, our look here on this slate. We'll, we'll finish it with the home run call. Pete, you being the guest, they'll give you honors here. Who's your, uh, who's your home run pick of the night? Oh, man, you put me a spot. Just go for the Philly, dude. That's what I'm thinking. So again, it's got to be, be right, short. So Pete's probably. locking in a Google Herrera. Yeah, I was to mention one more name, Brandon Marsh down the bottom okay. on the outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Marsh, okay. but I think it's gonna be. I think I Schwarber's going back on a roll. Probably, probably Kyle Schwarber's my home call. I like it, James. I'm pretty sure Pete's doubling down on Schwarber. That was the last time Pete and I yes, did the it was. Yep, he, yep, he it was. called the Schwarber home run. So I feel some good juju. I'm playing Schwarber just off that premise. I should just go Phillies. Like really, just I'll go Pete Alonzo. With a home run of Ashby on, on what day is tomorrow? Thursday it is. Thursday it is. All right, so you got Pete Alonzo against Ashby, Schwarber against. Qu- I'm gonna go Aaron Judge against Josh Fleming. We'll take the. Here you go. We'll go there. I'll bail out and take the top price player of the slate who leads the league <laughs> in home runs. We'll do that. Aaron Judge against the lefty Josh Fleming. So that wraps it up here. Pete, always a pleasure having you on the podcast. You, uh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I know you listen, but we uh, we sing your praises here constantly. James and I do. You are. You, tremendous asset to our to our team here and uh, i know our subscribers in fa nation that are listening enjoy you in the discord as well so let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, have a successful thursday mlb dfs slate and if you have any questions you know where to find us and we'll catch you guys later